Jasmine, would you give Jasmine a warm welcome as she comes and shares a word? <laughs> Good morning. You know, I think it's kind of my favorite thing um, when pastor's super tired because he makes all these funny noises. This morning I came in and he's making like karate chop noises. <laughs> and then we get a truck and train sounds this morning. <laughs> it's my favorite. So this morning, um, I'm a little loud. <laughs> How are we now? <clears throat> okay. So this morning I want to talk about the Lord's faithfulness. Um, it's been something that he's just been kind of speaking to me about lately. Um, and he's just been telling me the importance of kind of my perspective on his faithfulness. And kind of my mind, mindset. It plays an important role. Um, for example, when I pay more attention to the negative, when I focus on the fact that maybe things aren't going the way I would like them to, or maybe I'm struggling with someone, or just focusing on that kind of thing. Doesn't give you a whole lot of hope, does it? But when I change my mindset, when I focus my attention on him, when I focus on what he's doing, on how his hand is moving through my life, then I have hope. It helps me to keep my mind focused on how faithful he's been. So today I want to look at um, Joseph's life. I want to look at how God was faithful in his life. So we know scripture tells us that Joseph was the youngest uh, sons of Jacob, and he was his father's favorite. But his brothers despised him. They despised him because of the visions that the Lord had given him, and because of how Joseph spoke about those visions, about how he told his brothers and even his parents that they would one day bow down to him. So Genesis 39 tells us that his brothers began to plot against him. They saw him coming and they decided that, that they would throw him in a pit and leave him to die. But he found favor with one of his brothers. Because that brother suggested that instead they sell him to some of the slave traders who happened to be passing by. So Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers, who then told his father that he had been killed by an animal. But the Lord was faithful to Joseph. Even though his brothers plotted against him, even though he ended up in slavery, the Lord was still faithful to him. He gave Joseph favor with his brothers so they wouldn't kill him, and he was given favor with his new master, Potiphar. So scripture tells us that the Lord was with Joseph and made him prosperous in everything he did. And so when his new master saw that the Lord was with him, he put Joseph in charge of everything. Potiphar didn't have to worry about anything. The only thing that was withheld from Joseph was Potiphar's wife. Now, Scripture tells us that she tried again and again to get Joseph to be with her, but he refused every time, and he ran from her. And so eventually she trapped him. She lied to her husband, and she made an accusation against Joseph. And for that, Joseph ended up in prison. But even after Joseph was accused of going after Potiphar's wife, and he ended up in that prison, the Lord was still with him. The Lord was still faithful to him. Joseph was granted favor within the prison. He was granted favor with the warden and was once again put in charge. The scripture tells us again that the Lord was with him and made him successful in everything he did, just like before. 
The Lord was faithful to Joseph even after a false accusation, even after he fell from his good standing within Potiphar's house. The Lord continued to be with him and to give him favor and opportunities with the people around him. So now the story tells us that Joseph is living in prison. He went from being a free man in charge of a household to now a man still in charge, but now in prison. But while in prison, Joseph was given an opportunity to help two of the prisoners. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker both had dreams while in prison, and Joseph was able to interpret those dreams for them. And he instructed the cupbearer to remember him and to tell Pharaoh of him. But when the cupbearer was reestablished to his position, he forgot Joseph. The cupbearer may have forgotten Joseph, but the Lord had not. The Lord was still faithful to him. When two years had passed, Joseph was given another opportunity. Pharaoh had dreams that no one could interpret for him. And so that's when the cupbearer finally remembered him. After two years, he spoke to Pharaoh and he said, hey, this guy interpreted my dream. Maybe he can help you. And so Joseph was able to interpret the dreams and warn Pharaoh of the coming years of abundance and of famine. Even in this time, God was faithful to remain with Joseph and to bring him to a place where he could help Pharaoh. Even though it took two years, God was still faithful to Joseph. Even though he was sitting in prison, God was still faithful to be with him. And so because Joseph interpreted those dreams for Pharaoh, he was set free from the prison and put in charge. Now the years of abundance came, and Joseph spent that time gathering food and storing it in preparation for the time of famine that the Lord had told him would come. Now when the years of famine came, people from all over flocked to Joseph to buy food from him, including his very own brothers. The same brothers that had sold him into slavery. The same brothers who had been so upset with him because of what he had said to them. And so we see all these changes in Joseph's life. He went through so many different things, so many different stages. And some of it took time. God was still with him. God was still faithful to him. But some of these things took time. The changes didn't always happen overnight. And Joseph maybe didn't understand what was happening. He probably didn't see God's bigger picture. He saw his life in the moment. But now we get to the part of the story where it starts to make sense, where it starts to show God's plan. See, the brothers came to buy food from Joseph, but they didn't recognize him. They didn't realize it was the brother they had sold into slavery. And so he pretended not to recognize them, and he questioned them about their lives. He learned about their youngest brother, and he decided he wanted to test his brothers. He accused them of being spies, but then he gave them a chance to prove that they were honest men. Genesis 42 talks about this. He says to them, Do this and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in prison, while the rest of you go and take grain back for your starving households. But you must bring your youngest brother to me, so that your words may be verified and that you may not die. This they proceeded to do. Now these men eventually returned home, brought the food with them, and then returned back to Joseph with their brother Benjamin. Joseph invited the men to, the, to his house for a meal, and while they were there, he decided to test them once more. So he stuck a silver cup in the bag of the youngest brother and sent them on their way. He then sent servants after the men to retrieve the cup. 
And so his brothers responded with, why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If any of your servants are found to have it, he will die, and the rest of us would become my Lord's slaves. Well, of course we know they found the silver in the youngest brother's bag, in Benjamin's bag. The men were distraught at finding this. Joseph was willing to let them go, but Benjamin would have to stay as his slave. The brothers knew how important Benjamin was to their father. And they knew that if he lost Benjamin, then it would surely kill him. Knowing this, Reuben offered to take the place of Benjamin as Joseph's slave. But when Joseph heard this, he couldn't hold back his tears any longer. He said to his brothers, come close to me. I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here. Because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Joseph saw God's faithfulness. He went through so much. His life changed in so many ways. He was sold into slavery. And he was thrown in prison. But now he's become Pharaoh's right-hand man. He was put in a place where he could save the lives of so many. He was put in a place where he could save the lives of his family. So Joseph learns that everything he's gone through, all of the hardship in his life, all of the changes, were for a purpose. He learns that he can save the people affected by the, family, or by the famine and be reunited with his family. And God was faithful to see him through it all. God was faithful to walk side by side with him through the whole thing, to make him prosperous in all that he did. Now, none of this probably resembled Joseph's own plan for his life. He probably never thought, well, I'll be sold into slavery, I'll end up in prison, and I'll save my family. He went through some pretty discouraging events, but he trusted in the Lord. He had faith that the Lord would be with him and that he would continue to provide for him. Even though he didn't have the full picture, even though he didn't see what God was doing, he still remained faithful. In return for his faith and his trust, the Lord remained with Joseph and made him successful in everything that he did. Now, there are times where our lives can look the same way. Things don't go as we plan. Things happen that we don't understand. And we can get discouraged because we don't see God moving right in that moment. But the Lord is faithful to us. He's faithful no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on around us. He's with us every step of the way. So even when we can't see the purpose of our circumstances or of our suffering or of our hardships, he's still faithful. And I'm sure there are times where Joseph couldn't see the purpose, where he couldn't see the bigger plan, the bigger picture but he still trusted the Lord to be with him. He still trusted him to be there. So the Lord knows what you're going through today, and he knows exactly why. He may not share every detail of every day of the bigger picture with you, but he's still going to walk daily with you. And that reminder should help us to grow our faith. So this morning, I want to encourage you to remember, the Lord is faithful. He's with you no matter where you are or what you're going through. So this morning, if I could have someone come up to the piano, 
I just want to take a few moments to pray. So would you pray with me this morning? Lord, we just thank you so much that we're able to gather here before you, that we're able to spend this time in your presence and spend this time praising your wonderful name, Lord. Lord, I pray that you continue to remind your people of just how faithful you are. You're faithful to meet us right where we are, Lord. You're faithful to walk along the path with us. Lord, I pray that this message just gives your people hope. I pray that it reminds them that they should trust in you every step of the way, even when they don't see the bigger picture, even when they don't understand what's going on around us. Lord, I pray that you just be with your people, that you make this a daily reminder that you are faithful, that you will never fail them, that you will never leave them, Lord. We just thank you. We thank you for how good you are to us, for how wonderful you are to us, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness. And I just pray that you continue to remind your people as we go from this place. In Jesus' name, amen.